So this is just a little update for everybody. Uh, I, I don't know any other way to say this besides I feel more insane than I felt in a long time. And I'm trying to do all the things that are good, all my mindful meditation and all the physical things that are good, and just just embrace the things about me that I really enjoy, that I have grown into, that you have helped me become. Or, or maybe that I furthered and you saw in me all along when I first started this project. I'm doing my very best. <laughs> but I feel just mad, just like clockwork orange level insane, Christian Bale in American Psycho level nuts. And I, I mean at the end of that movie, not how he acts throughout it. I am feeling something that I can only call, uh, by a big word, unfortunately, uh, I'm feeling an incredible schizophrenogenic uh, reaction. Now, that word's a little scary. I don't experience schizophrenia. I'm not schizophrenic. Uh, and I'm well past the period where that kind of thing would emerge in me. So please, like, you know, hear the word, but hear me talking about it. And the reason why I'm using that big word is because I have not felt this way since a therapist told me that's what I was feeling uh, and told me that was a real big bad thing in my life. And so unfortunately, I'm going to have to deal with some mental illness and some abuse that I experienced. But, um, you know, just talking about it, and, and showing how far I've come with that sort of thing, I think is helpful and instructive. And, you know, I know you guys are curious, so this is what it's like right now. Um, so here we go. Um, a long time ago, I was seeing a therapist who was very helpful for me, and they gave me the term schizophrenogenic communication. They gave it to me when I gave them an example of something that happened in my house throughout my childhood that they said the rest of you didn't experience. And up until this point in therapy, I legitimately thought that you all had. When we said things to each other like teen as teenagers and kids, like, oh, I can't tell my parents anything. I didn't realize that you guys were just, like, exaggerating. <laughs> or, like, no, I, I literally can't do anything or else my parents will just, like, you know, have a fit. You know, when I said something like that, it wasn't heard because I guess every teenager feels that way. So a, a real quick example of something that I said that, that brought this therapist uh, to keep knocking on this door is something like a, a parent saying to you, like, oh, there's, um, there's like mashed potatoes in the fridge. I made too many mashed potatoes in the fridge. Would you, would you finish those up? Would you eat the mashed potatoes? Right? So the request from a parent to a child is, would you eat the rest of the mashed potatoes? Right? And so to comply with that, I would eat the mashed potatoes, and then the parent would later find me, same parent, would later find me and say, why did you eat all the mashed potatoes? And any answer besides, I'm sorry, would get me in a lot of trouble, but you know me, I'm stubborn, so I got in a lot of trouble. Um... And I, you know, this therapist was the first one, it's not the first therapist that I saw, but the first one who really kind of probed into this. 
and expressed a lot of empathy for me. And so I've been thinking about him lately. Uh, this is a long, long time ago that I saw this guy. And he, for a long while after we went through this revelation, um, just just tried to express how patient I needed to be with myself and how gentle. Um, because at this point in my life, I'm very disaffected. The anger that you know, that you see, it's just kind of formulating in this period. It's not out the gate yet. It's still all internal. I'm still punishing myself instead of screaming at the rest of you. And so he, he's asking me to be really, really gentle and really patient with myself uh, in this period and talking about how a lifetime and a childhood of schizophrenogenic communication, especially from both parents, and especially when you internalize that, leads you to not have the same mechanisms or the same, really the same character reactions, the same emotional fabric as all your fellow adults, all your fellow human beings. Um, and, and it makes a lot of sense when, when you go through it like that. I didn't, I didn't develop the same muscles. I didn't develop the same conflicts. I didn't develop the same tree, trees of possibilities for how something could play out. Conflict comes quick. It comes hard. And, you know, you will f find out within 30 seconds of the beginning of it if you still have a home or not. Or, or if you're going to get injured or not. That's what conflict is in my world. Conflict is real quick, and then it's done. And then it's just done. And then it's over. In the movies, you know, the punishment lasts forever, or someone's gone for a summer. But in my experience, in my reality, having two mentally abusive parents who, who played the game this way, who just really tore into their children for fun, I can't stress it enough. It was just fun for them. Um, <clears throat> the punishments would be just so quick, right? The back of the hand, but then I didn't hit you, and, that, and now you have to play along with that. Your face hurts because you fell. You just don't remember. It's a little different than gaslighting, I know. There's a little gaslighting effect there, but I know. So if you're, like, aghast and freaking out, I know. But sorry, like I, like I said, this was a long time ago I dealt with this therapist. This is a long time ago that I began, you know, uh, pulling this out. Anyway. Um, that's the 101 of Jack um, and why he's such a conflict demon and why you can't see it coming and why it's so quick once it starts. The reason why I'm talking about this and I'm bringing it up is I am feeling an intense, constant, schizophrenogenic reality. It's not your reality, but it is your reality that's causing me to feel it. So, in my reality, murders went up <laughs> and guns, gun violence went up. It's only mass shooting uh, and that... And, and that delicious delicious catnip to to the media that it is that returned and but if you lived in a reality in which gun violence was down because you didn't hear about it that's your reality it's just that simple 
you know, you you probably have a parent or you have somebody who's older than you who thinks that like really buying a house is pretty easy. Things are very affordable. People are just complaining, and they're probably a decent person too. They just really think that because and and that really is their reality. They're not pretending. They're not plugging their fingers in anyone's uh, or in anyone's ears. Um. So right now. I am experiencing this crazy, crazy, crazy feeling. Crazy is the best word I can come up with because that's what I feel like. I feel totally nuts beyond the pale. I feel like I might as well might not be saying these words to you. This is by far way, way, way more insane than I've ever felt at any point in the Grey Knight uh, project, sad to say. Um. <laughs> And I, I kind of have to keep pretending that the real world's not out there. And I have to, in in a truly, truly desperate sense of, of mental illness, I think, just regulation, have to focus on my little bubble of COVID. Because when I, when I look at what everybody else is talking about and acting about, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And not a little bit. It's real intense. It's 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 it. It takes me right right back to those childhood feelings of everything's about to explode right now. You got to be ready for it all. You have to one shot be ready for any of it. This is this is the moment before the explosion happens. Because I live in a reality right now where I wake up every single day. And there are tremendous things happening. However you want to talk about them in positive or negative or overblown effects or what have you, the tectonic plates of human events, be you a humanist like me, and you believe that everything that happens on this globe is either in the natural world or in the human sphere of influence, and there's nothing else. There's no ghosts or demons or aliens or nothing else. It's just us. Um, make it all these mistakes or all these accomplishments or whatever you see. The tectonics of human events are shifting rapidly. Um, rapidly. I, I understand that when I say something like, yeah, countries might vanish, you know, like first it was little companies... Then it's going to be banks, and then it's going to be countries that vanish. If you think that that's too much, then everything I'm saying right now is definitely way too much. But it's hard for me to pretend that it's the mental illness or the PTSD in me that's making me think that when the reason why I feel like Americans aren't talking about it is because we're stupid. I mean, just really, really ignorant. No matter how you want to parse it or what have you, it's just kind of shocking how little we understand about the rest of the world or what's happening at any time. Like right now, like a poll just came out real quick from from Gallup that asked like, hey, Americans, do you think Joe Biden's real tough on Saudi Arabia? And, and Democrats are like, fuck yeah, he is. And I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to do. He's been president for less than three fucking months and he's already let that motherfucker go because of what we did together, the U.S. and Saudi Arabia and, and Yemen. Uh, so I just, I feel real divorced from the rest of you. 
And I don't think it's because I'm insane, which is making me feel insane. And so, especially if you're an American right now, I mean, I feel like my European listeners and, and perhaps even Asian listeners are are, are nodding because they, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing what's going on. Um, <clears throat> if, you're, if you're listening to this from the outside, this podcast from the outside of American Borders, we are not talking about COVID at all. It might seem like we are when you look at social media or what have you. COVID's over. That is not being talked about at all. And it hasn't been. And any story that you've read or you've gotten about somebody saying it's serious is not a story that Americans read. It's like when you get a story about, like, Americans get, like, you know... <laughs> the stories that you get about like IKEA outsourcing labor to America because Americans are so cheap on the hour, that's not a story that we get. <laughs> the story that we get on our end is isn't it great that there's gonna be a thousand new jobs? Yay, IKEA. Um It's 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 a little strange, the always on media bubble. It's always it's always on when people asked after Trump was elected, oh, do you think do you think I might be living in a bubble? Uh, and then they never did anything about it. They said that their bubble was that they didn't read enough Breitbart or whatever, and that and they tried it twice and then they were done. That was that was the end of their bubble popping experiment. I know I watched them. It was pretty crazy. Um, <clears throat> if you're watching this from outside. If you're listening to this update from outside, allow me to tell you that it's even crazier than it seems here. If you're wondering how you get by, I guess the answer that I've come across from these last couple of weeks and the conversations that I've had with people is you don't. You don't get by. You just have to pretend. And so there's a lot of pretending going on. There's a lot of willful ignorance going on. And it's it's crimping my style, dudes. It's not making me feel very good in my head. It's doing me in, quite frankly. I wake up. I try my best to forget all about it. I'll play like a video game or something. And then I'll just like want to cry when like the video game won't load for a second, or like, I'll be doing okay, and I'll be like, you know what today is? Today on my menu, I, I, I've been so good about like cleaning the house and cleaning myself and, and, and uh, eating uh, food at home and like really, like I, I miss the gym so fucking much, but that's beside, that's the only thing that I don't got going on with all of my regimen, right? I'm doing so good, and then I'll remember that like, how many how many American kids are never ever going to fulfill their potential because their stupid fucking parents took them to Kong versus Godzilla? You know? I mean that. How many kids are going to have some kind of crazy brain fog for the rest of their fucking days apparently? Uh in trouble concentrating because monkey versus lizard was just too good of an opportunity to pass up. Uh, I, I, I live in this society that is, you know, I, 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 I said, I said the words on accident in a conversation and this is exactly how I feel without any irony. 
I feel that I am living through a period of perpetual Holocaust. And and worse than that, perpetuating Holocaust. I I believe that I have lived through that my entire life as an American who's lived life on the outside of the system. And I believe that I will have to live the rest of my life that way because the system is janky and struggling and wheezing. And I believe that COVID is getting worse, not better. And it's certainly not over. And everybody talking about how over it is, is doing me in, is making me return from my perspective to that childhood state of its go time, of life as a racquetball court. It's not a bedroom. It's not a bed. It's a racquetball court. And you got to be prepared to play, kid. And I, I'm just having such trouble with it. Person to person, I am having such trouble with it. Concentrating, having a good time, relaxing, being grateful, being sober, being intoxicated, thinking about tomorrow, making things, sharing things, being with people. I'm having such a hard time with all of it. Everything that isn't rote, everything that isn't built into my programming, everything that I couldn't just automatically do is, is in a period of <laughs> Schrodinger's adult for me, where one second I can do it and the next second I can't. It feels so strange to be able to communicate this to you without tears or screams or invection. But like I said, I've been processing all this for a while. Uh, a long time ago, when I was trying to learn how to be a Buddhist, a rather accomplished Buddhist once asked me a question about reincarnation. They asked me why I thought I chose this particular path to make it so interesting, this particular, let's just say, origin story. I, uh, I asked them why they chose theirs, since they had a lot more experience with the whole thinking about reincarnation thing than I did. And they tapped their knees, their very bad knees, and said, with quite the smirk, Oh, I'm pretty sure I used to torture someone. Pretty sure I used to torture a lot of people. And uh, pretty sure I used to like breaking their knees. So had to see what it was like from the other side. Now, that's very dark, and I don't believe that they actually thought for one second, I'm speaking mostly to the Americans here, that they actually did those things. They just had bad knees, and therefore... Isn't it funny? That's why I'm back here talking to you, you loser with my bad knees. Never forgot that. And I feel very much the same way right now. Why 
why did I come back? Why did I choose this life? Why did God send me here? Why did chaos give me so much to work on? Uh, that it didn't give the rest of others, my peers? Well, I guess I wanted to be interesting too. I guess I really wanted to be interesting. I guess I said, hey, <laughs> before we play this game, is there any way you, you can make my character go through a bunch of, bunch of strange stuff that other people don't? And then, that way, way down the line, when everybody else has to go through stuff that they thought that they never would, I might know what it feels like. That'd be interesting. <clears throat> As you can probably tell from that aside, I'm having trouble processing these feelings and expressing them. The person in me to the person in you. I'm not struggling. I'm not drowning. I'm not at my end. I still feel anew and renewed. I feel so good. Do you hear that in my voice as well? My body, my mentality, the future of my life. Is that coming across as well? Or is it just this psychic scream of incredible unheard pain that I was forced to carry through so much of my life? I am having trouble, friends. I can't concentrate. I can't produce. And I feel insane. The world is always changing, no doubt about it. But the world is changing very fast right now, and it will be for some time. And everywhere I go, in English, in American English at least, I read what to do now that it's over. I read how to process now that you've become someone else, how to step back into COVID about the roaring economy and how long it'll last and how great the housing market is. But as somebody from the bottom of his heart believes that the entire his entire life, he has watched the medical industrial complex not just be a holocaust, but a perpetuating holocaust. A system and creation that uses the money that it extracts from denying care and killing American citizens to make itself more powerful, to be able to do more of it and extract higher premiums, to deny more basic medical services, to take hospitals, entire hospitals, out of entire stretches and corridors out of American life. And the profits that it will make from doing this, where's it going to go next? That is something that I legitimately always believed going into COVID. That's something that people find hair on fire insane from me 
before COVID. And yet, I believe I have watched it my entire life and lived through it. I have done my best to play nice when people don't, especially when they serve that machine more than others and benefit from it and then refuse to look in the eye where that benefit's coming from it. Ugh. I do my best. How insane you all find me. To get back up day after day, give you the better parts of me, try again. But as someone who really believes those things and believes that they come not from mental illness, but they come from understanding and education and passion and humanity, quite frankly. That's nothing compared to what's going on right now. It's just nothing compared to what's going on right now. The tectonic plates of the world are moving together and apart faster than at any point that I've been alive. And to have an entire nation that I live in, that I reside so powerful and also so oblivious, is doing me the fuck in. There's no amount of mantras about seas rising and fires burning that's going to help me right now because I see systems worsening. The bad numbers are going to get worse. The good numbers are going to get mitigated. And for Christ's sakes, I can't be the only person who thinks it's just insane. Just insane. That moments ago, mere weeks and mere months, it was all over, and now it's all fantastic. So, if it really is so good, if America really is this island, and everything is about to be so great, then I'm going to have a rough landing. I said yippee, yippee and yay, and that's going to be good. And now I'm saying, now I'm worried. Because I don't know how far down a rabbit hole I've fallen if that's true. <laughs> See, I live in a world where gun violence increased in 2020. I live in a world where insurance has gotten worse since the AMA. I live in a world where violence has increased over the last decade. Where people smile and tut and say, violence decreased. You don't believe in the myth of violence, do you? I live in a world where America is waging constant war. War overseas with troops and tanks and munitions. War, war. I live in a world where all of these things have been happening for a while and COVID is causing them to really, really expand quicker. And I live in a world where COVID is going to cause global issues, outbreaks, lockdown roulette, systems of movements and migrations, uh, money uh, migrations, all kinds of issues, all kinds of huge issues for years. The biggest event of my life is happening and will be happening in my crazy, crazy world. And every paper I 
I open every American paper. Every American DM I open. Every conversation with an American I have makes me feel insane. Because one of two things is happening. I am. I'm that fucking crazy. And I need to acknowledge it. And I'm trying my best. Because it's not easy. Or. I'm just dealing with a bunch of people who can't fucking grasp it. Like I'm fucking. Like I'm fucking Will Smith. Walking through a bunch of goddamn interactive NPC mannequins in I Am Legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess the weather is going to be hot today. Oh, by the way, your child is dying and you're killing them. Going to be a hot one tomorrow, too. That's three statements I said. Which are the first and the third, but not the second? Okay. Hooray. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow that old newsles. Her intubating 10-year-olds in Poland. I guess that doesn't count because they're not Americans. Um, so that's where I'm at. I feel totally beyond the pale bonkers. I try and have conversations with people. I try and, and hear where they're at. And I... You can hear it. I'm, I'm staggering. I, I'm staggered. I'm stunned. I hide in my own house sometimes just for a second because of how activated the mental illness is. And I just kind of forget for a moment, just for a moment, because I'll hear a loud noise or something like I'm a cat. It'll startle me and shake me. I am fragile. I am I, I I am the weapon that PTSD makes itself when it tries to protect itself, even though it can't. Because PTSD is an animalistic response to a human threat, and therefore it's it's got just real limited use and authority. <laughs> it's not going to make any sense to most of you, but... It's cranked all the way up. I'm doing the good things for me. I'm taking pictures of my food. I'm flirting when I want to flirt. I'm thinking about how nice it'll be to have sex again and to touch again and how much it'll fix me when I can. I really do. Sex can't fix you, but my God, it's going to cure a lot of what's ailing me. It really is when I can actually have it again. Things that I can do and know. A, a woman's pussy is going to just be a fantastic way to turn the world off for a couple of days. Probably. Maybe. But even if not, just the touching. Just the touching. God, how long it's been since I've been really touched. <laughs> so, that's that's me. One way or another, I am beyond the pale insane. I am hyper-focused and hyper-fixated on something that I have no control over. Or I'm seeing something that's not there. Not my best looks. 
I'm taking care of me. I'm not just saying that. I'm taking care of my brain because I wasn't scared of dying of COVID ever at any point. But now I really am scared of getting long COVID and getting the brain fog, even though I have a dick and it mostly affects women. Just, you know, can you imagine all the work I've done on this noggin only to get it taken out by your goddamn spew? You cough? Your aerosol? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> That's just not gonna happen. And it's just so frustrating. Godzilla versus Kong, really? Like, really? When, when, when what I call the Great Morbidity Conference comes out way down the road, and we're really trying to, like, figure out the, the Sturgis effect is what I call it from the motorcycle rally of last year when we're trying to, like, how many people got sick from this, from this thing? How many people got sick from this? Let's do our best guess. When we're doing that, I'm so curious how many kids will have gotten brain fog over monkey versus lizard. Really? 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 Keep your ticket stubs, kids. Keep them. Because like Malcolm in the Middle, you're probably not going to fucking remember. So, you know, if you did take someone to that fucking movie, you keep a receipt of that. When they, when you find out that that fucking kid that you took to that movie not, can't only remember that movie, but also, like, what their mom's name is. Oh, wait, that's probably a bad idea. Kids don't know that, do they? They call teacher's mom. That kid can't remember shit that you know, basic shit, like your dog's name. What's my dog's name? Oh, don't get mad. Sometimes people get mad at me when I don't remember. For monkey versus lizard. For Kong versus Godzilla. I saw a headline that said, Why Kong versus Godzilla saved cinema and Tenet didn't. And I just thought, that's about right. That's about right. Yep. 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 It's rude to say that you're smarter than other people. But um, that's about right. That's about correct. That's not, not that Tenet's a great movie or anything, but that's about right. That's about America. That's about America. That's America. That's America. In America. Um, that's me. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, good golly, Mr. Molly. I am trying so fucking hard here not to be insane. Just the bad kind of insane, since I can't help the kind of insane that I am. Uh, I don't know when it's going to change. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I am going to make dates uh, and plans for patrons, and I'm going to fulfill them to the best of my ability. And I, I think I'm going to whip ass at it, because what else can I do? Um, The things that I am actually capable of doing through practice or repetition or what have you, I'm going to do the shit out of because that's all I've got. As far as me working and, 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 and being able to make stuff, I'm so sorry. I really am. I'm not going to beat up on myself about it, but 
I'm going insane. And it's making it really, really hard to talk about how I want to slap your titties over Zoom. Okay? Just being real, real with you. If you're hearing somebody go through a break, you're hearing through somebody acknowledging that they're going through a break. And is trying to break to the other side. If you're hearing somebody that's right, then you're hearing somebody who really feels alone in that rightness. Who has fought this fight for 450 fucking days and feels more alone now than ever. So I can't possibly be right. So I have to be insane. And I know that. But 5-5 five, five breathing isn't helping me be less crazy right now. And that thing has been super useful over the last decade. So, forgive me. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Whatever you're doing, whatever you need, take care of you. Be good to you. Thank you for, thank you for listening. And thank you for being good to me. See you soon.